praise you for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we bless and honor you, Father. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. We repent of our sins. And, Father, I thank you for your word. And I'm asking that you break open the bread of life for your people here today because we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way. And we thank and praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. I'll start over. So we're talking about increasing our faith. And I know everybody need it. We all need it because whenever God has given you something like Amos 9.13 or whatever it is, whatever blessing it is that you're looking for and it does not come and you've been waiting, so to speak, and I'm going to do like this, waiting, because sometimes God is waiting on us. But it feels as though we are waiting, waiting, waiting for God. And when he tells you to put a a corresponding action to your faith, now you start wondering, well, what do I do? Am I right? What do I do, God? How do I do that? Because I've done everything else. Anybody been there other than me? Amen. And so God will give you instructions on how to get that blessing to you because that's, I, I have lived to, to learn, and I'm still learning, that God more than anything wants to bless us. He wants us to get, you know, you ever been in a place where you felt like God didn't want to bless you? Because if he wanted to bless me, he would have blessed me by now. Because I've done everything and I'm still waiting. But you know what? We need instructions on how to receive what God has. And so I believe that the instruction for today is to increase your faith. Amen. Increase it. Because sometimes our faith is not at a place and not at a, a level where God can totally honor it. You understand what I'm saying? We all need to increase our faith. And even if it is, if you, the more you increase your faith, the more you increase it for better things. It can only bless us to increase our faith. And so I know that God never leaves us. See, we're not orphans. We're sons and daughters. And so God will never leave us out on a limb. Anybody ever felt like you've been there? I've been, felt that too. Where it's like I come this far and if things are still not working. Now, what's wrong? You know, what do I do now? Well, God will never leave us like that, you know. And so we're the redeemed and he looks out for us in every way. But there's some things that he wants. And I, I'm, I believe it's just some little tweaking some small things that we need to do now one of them i know is to increase your faith it's like this having done all so you can't go wrong amen by increasing your faith so it is a requirement by god to increase your faith if you're born again he he requires it it's not something that you can maybe do or not do he and he requires us to increase our faith because the bible says from faith to faith we live and we move we have our being but we move from faith to faith i know that scripture's not in there i put i'm putting it in there but but everything is done from faith to faith so you don't just jump from level 1 and jump to level 10 but god takes us on a steady course and so he wants us to continue 
to move higher and higher and higher, to increase our faith. And we do that through the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. We're increasing our ability to believe the promises. That's why when you increase your faith, I think if we understand what's really going on, we're increasing our ability to believe God for the blessings. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go to Romans 1, 17. And I'm hoping and I'm believing that God is going to make this a little plainer to us so we'll have one less thing holding us back. Amen. But God wants us to increase in our ability to believe. He wants us to believe. He wants to bless us. God doesn't want to see any of his children, you know, without he doesn't even want to see us down in the dumps. He doesn't want to see us depressed. He doesn't want us sick. He doesn't want our children sick. He doesn't. That's not God. That's not the God that we serve. He doesn't want you discouraged. You know, he'll encourage you whenever you get discouraged. But, you know, you have to be alert. You have to watch. Because so many of us are looking in the wrong place. You have to pay attention to God. Amen. So Romans 1 Verse 17 says, for in it, well, let's start from 16. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes from the Jew first and also to the Greek. Amen. And it's 17 says, for in it, for in it. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Amen. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. There is no other way to live. If you don't have faith, you'll miss a lot of the blessings that God has for you because the just shall live by faith. That's the way you get everything. Everything for a believer comes by faith. Amen? Everything. Even if somebody bless you with something, God calls that person to bless you. So everything that we receive comes by faith. Amen? And we grow from faith to faith. A little faith, you get born again, then you start walking a little bit more, a little bit more little bit more and then at some point God says you know that well I put it like this at some point God is able to release more in our lives because the faith shows up and then faith without works is dead so there has to be a corresponding action to your faith amen because faith doesn't just sit still and watch but faith is busy amen it's a verb and it and it you know it does something and so we are moved and we are we're moved from faith to faith. Amen. The just shall live from faith to faith as it is written. Hallelujah. So let's see. Living by faith is a lifestyle. And ours is uh, the life of Christ. Amen. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's not just something you do for a week or a month or as long as you go to a specific church. And then when you leave the church, you stop that lifestyle. But living by faith is a lifestyle that every believer is, is supposed to, to live. That's how you live. So how do we increase our faith? How do we increase our faith? 
Well, faith comes by hearing. You thought I was going to tell you something different. <laughs> That's funny. We always waiting on something new. Well, let me try that. No, if you just do what's already written, I'm telling you, these things are released and calling it forth. You know, you have to do a little bit of everything. Let's go to Romans 10:17. Doing it, having done all. And that's why the Bible tells us you got to do it, do it all. And if this is how we live, it's just everyday life. It's not, nothing that you have to put a lot of work or effort into. How do we increase our faith? Well, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. Let me find it. Okay. And so it says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Amen. Have they not heard? So the more you hear the word of faith, the more your faith increases. You have to hear the word. Amen. There is no other way to increase your faith. Uh, reading the Bible, meditating on the Word, encouraging yourself in God, going to Bible study, um, you know, talking about the Word, um, sharing the Word with others, ministering to others. As long as you keep yourself involved in the Word, your faith will increase because it has to increase. Amen? Because that's your life. Amen. The more you hear the Word, the more your faith will increase. You must hear the promises of God over and over again until you believe them. Are y'all here today? The more, in other words, the more you stay out of the fleshly things and what happened at work, you know what I'm saying, how the devil does. You know, he wants to blow up things at work so that it consume your whole rest of the day. But leave that stuff, and when you punch out, leave that stuff at the door and, and get back into the spirit. Because that's how the devil does. Or stuff that's happening in the news. It's nothing but a distraction. And so we have to learn and understand the devil's strategy and how to cut these things off and get back into the spirit realm and increase our faith. Amen. And I'm telling you, this is how blessings are released. Because, see, it's like a releasing of the blessings because they're already prepared and done. It's already done. God's already given you that car or that house or that healing. It's already done. And so all you have to do is move with the Spirit so that you can receive it, you know, in joy, which is a hint. (laughs) Amen. So the more you hear something, the more you believe it. If you don't hear it, then you won't believe it. Or if you hear it once a week, that's not enough. Amen. That's why in the early days, God had us write sticky notes, um, just everything, you know. We did it all because we had to be reminded of what God said. Now, why do we have to be reminded so much? I don't know. Because we're, we're, we're living in, a, in the world. We're in the world, but not of it. And so when you're in the world, you can easily get addicted to what's going on around you. And so God is saying to decrease in your fleshly, what can I say, your fleshly concerns and decrease in your fleshly attachments to this world. And click back over into the spirit realm where your blessings are. 
nobody gets tired of hearing about how much God loves them, how much he, he has for them, you know, how good we are. You know, people can put us down, run us down, be disappointed in us, pick, pick, pick. But God doesn't treat us like that, you know. Thank God. God loves us. He encourages us even when we mess up. The Holy Spirit very gently tells us to repent. Amen. And when you do that, when you take responsibility for what you are doing wrong and you repent, you're good with God again. And he's right there encouraging you. The Holy Spirit is encouraging you, blessing you, telling you you're beautiful. I mean, God knows what you need to hear. And so it's up to you to believe what God is saying or believe what you see in the natural. Amen. But your faith increases as you hear the promises of God over and over and over again. Why do we have to keep hearing it? To wash out all of this brain stuff that the world has put into our minds. To wash out the natural, uh, the natural man. And what we know, you know, wash out cable. You know, wash out the, the what's this, the internet. You know, wash all of that stuff out. And so we have to hear repeatedly over and over. And you can't do it at home sitting waiting on a blessing. You have to get with other believers. You have to go and sit under the word so that you can receive everything that God has for you. Amen. Hallelujah. The more you hear the word of faith, the more your faith increases. That's how you do it. That's how you increase your faith. You must hear it and hear it and hear it. Listen to CDs. Get your earphones on and listen to Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagen and, and uh, Oral Roberts and great people like that. Listen to it. Even when you, uh, I'm not suggesting this, but if this is the only way you can do it when you're doing something else, when you're exercising or whatever you're doing, you know, put your earphones on. Get that word in you. This is how you get healed. The Bible says the word is medicine to your body. And if the word of God can heal your body, it can heal your mind. Amen. It can heal your mind. Hallelujah. God never leaves anybody like they are because he loves us so much. He wants to heal us. Amen. He'll do everything in his power to show us his love. But if you're not watching, you'll miss it. And then you'll think that you're the poor, forgotten person. God doesn't forget anybody. Well, that didn't go over well. But it's still true. Amen. You're hearing the word of faith. And faith is being deposited on the inside of you. So the more you hear, the more you listen... You know, when we're going uh, on to Detroit, we travel all the time. And when we're going to Toledo, get put the earplugs in. Talk about the word. You know, discuss the goodness of God. You know, train your mind to, to engage in the things that God is talking about, not what the world is talking about. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you start to believe the promises of God, you begin to stand on what you already know. Even if you don't see it. Y'all see how people stand? You stand when you got so much of the word under your belt. 
where it's changed your heart, it's changed how you think, it's, it's changed your outlook on life, it's given you hope. And so when you do that, when you understand that, you're, in other words, you, you move from disappointment to joy, and when that happens, amen, y'all going to work me to death today, amen, hallelujah. If you are hearing the word of faith, then your faith is continually growing. Your, your faith, this is something to know. Your faith stops growing when you stop entering into the word. When you stop listening, when you're not reading your Bible, go over your notes. Amen. That's what I do. Amen. I know Miss Donna has called me several times and she said, I just went over my notes and I just saw something. You know what I'm saying? That's how you keep your mind afresh. That's how you stay in faith. Take notes, read them, go over them. Encourage yourself. That's called encouraging yourself in the Lord. So you won't get over into the other avenue, where what I call the slumps or the pits. And you can be up one week and, and don't hear the word, and then down, you're not sure. Well, I think God is going to do it. And so to increase your faith, you increase the amount of the word going in. Amen. You have to hear the word. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And it always will increase. Faith is never going anywhere. Never. I, I used to, you know, well, when I was in a traditional church, I knew nothing about faith. I know that word. I knew that word believe. Believe God. Believe. But well, how do you do that? You know. They never told us that faith comes by hearing the word. Never. They always said just believe. You got to have something to believe with. You understand? And so God, and where do I start? Start where you are. Start where you are. Let me give you an example. Well, where's, what start? If you, if the offering is offering time, you don't have what you want to give. Give anything. Give, give a nickel. Give a dollar. Starting where you are. I started with $5 in the Baptist church. And out of that $5 consistently, my husband got a promotion, had more money. We bought a brand new car. And back in the day, you didn't buy brand new cars. Not many people. And it was a luxury car. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying. I'm not putting any kind of car down, but it was a luxury car. And it was paid in two years. It was paid in full. In full. Amen. Don't be afraid to clap. Clap, girl. Amen. And I'm telling you, and that was because you know why? Because I had all my faith in the $5 because that's all we had. When you got three kids and one paycheck and you own a home, two cars that are not new. I mean, you know, you got to buy tires. You got to have the upkeep. It was just, it was not that easy. But when I clicked over into God and let him start doing things in my life, it just was like blessing after blessing after blessing. Amen. And not only did I give that $5 to the church, my local church, but uh, I became a member of the 700 Club. 
and I start to see Operation Blessing. Feed the poor you never lack. Amen. And God just took over. He took over my finances and started to bless us in ways that you just wouldn't believe. Amen. And so, you know, you just go from, from faith to faith. Here a little bit, there a little bit, but you've got to be consistent in everything you do. Now, I can feel maybe some people say, well, I do all that. I do all that. But how much are you hearing? Amen. I'm in the Word all the time, but how much is really filtering through? You ever you ever read your Bible and read words, and then you look back, you couldn't remember what you read? <laughs> Come on, tell the truth, y'all. And then you say, well, what did I just read? Because there's so many distractions. Amen. So many distractions. And so I believe you have to have a peaceful mind, peaceful heart. You know, you have, a, have to have a heart to receive. You know, the Bible says, keep your heart, guard, what is that? Guard your heart with all diligence. And part of guarding your heart is, is filtering what you allow to go in there. Amen. And so you have to, you know, you have to be careful and be mindful of what you're listening to. You know, you can spend a whole Saturday in the Word, but if it's the wrong message, you're not, it's not helping you any. Amen. It can be the wrong message, wrong preacher. If you're a, um, you need a prophetic, if you're uh, called to a prophetic ministry, you can't go back and listen to anything from the Baptist church. I don't care how much your ears like hearing it. Ooh, that hit because it does not feed your spirit you feed your flesh does that make sense to anybody you mean i can listen to the to to the word and it feed my flesh if it's coming from religion religion feeds your flesh it does not feed your mind well that didn't go over well but it's true i've been there amen does not edify it does not build you up Amen. It doesn't change who you are. But you have to feed your spirit man. And your spirit man likes fresh manna. Your spirit man does not like religion because religion is stale. Religion has been around before Jesus came, so it's old. It's an old devil. (laughs) It's been around a long time. And it does not feed your spirit. It does not lift you up, and it does not increase your faith. Are y'all here today? It does not increase your faith. And so you have to stay with what God has orchestrated in your life and just swallow it. Even sometimes it may be hard. Even sometimes it will go over your head. You didn't catch it. You didn't understand it. It went in somewhere. If it's a prophetic teaching that you need and that you're, you've been called to, it will get, you'll see the, the manifestations of it at some point. Just keep listening. Keep, keep, keep your ears attuned to what God has called you to, to listen to. Amen. People don't understand that can mess you up. Because look at it like this. At some point, people who have failed... They fail because of a purpose, because of a reason. And so you have to stay on guard. Amen. Let me tell you what the carnal mind does. The carnal mind has a way of spitting out <laughs> the good food and want to gobble up what's familiar. Stay lie. 
I mean, it's just true. Because mm-hmm. see, that stuff tastes good. Even the recycle word, that's what I'm talking about. Keeping the word of God before your eyes and in your ears will cause you to actively speak the word of God and receive what you say. Because, see, if you, you can tell what's going in by what's coming out. So if you don't actively speak the word, amen, hallelujah, then you won't get much. Because you can have whatsoever you say. You want to say the right things. If you're talking wrong, I got a headache, I'm sick, what else? Hmm? I'm br- Ooh, that's a good one. I'm broke. Don't tell everybody when you're broke and they'll never know. Tell, tell God, I'm, I'm thanking you for my miracle. Amen. I'm thanking you for my miracle. Amen. You know, you just adjust your live by faith. You have to live by faith. Amen. I remember when uh, the Goslings had the sextuplets or whatever you call them. There's six kids, three boys and three girls. And they chronicalized, or however you say it, their life from the time those babies were 18 months old. And then they still come back on. Those babies are 14 now. And I remember when the husband got fired from his job, but they later figured it out because they were Christians, that they figured out that that was God because she couldn't take care of them kids by herself. And the neighbors and the, the people who volunteered was getting worn out. And so she said she wrote a book, two books, uh, as a matter of fact, on their life early when those kids were babies. And she said when those diapers would run out and she would think, where am I going to get more diapers? She said she'd open the front door and they'd be on the porch. When they, when they would run out of the milk, somebody would drop off cans and cans, just, you know, those plastic things that cost about 60 bucks. Three and four of those cans of, and they knew exactly what kind of milk that they were on. And it's just like, that's called living by faith. And it happened so much to her, she stopped worrying about it. She just say, well, where's the stuff? She didn't have paper towels. You can't live in a house with kids without paper towels. She, she opened the door, and they caught some of it on, on a camera. And she opened the front door, but this time somebody brought it to, knocked on the door. And they had a van backed it up and had paper towels, toilet paper, just every. And it, it looked like they knew, and they did know, because God, will, he tells people what you need. And so she lived, you know she lived like that until those kids got in school? And so she started giving back, and she would have um, gar- what's those thing? garage sales. And then she would donate the money to the NICU where they, those people took such good care of them. And they would always go back to the hospital and bless them because she was so blessed. Amen. And so you have to look at all of these things. See, that's called living by faith. You, you know, you may get scared a few times, but after that, start trusting God. She said she, when, when the last paper towel, roll of paper towel, she said she would start wondering who's going to come to my door with what I need. Amen. Who is going to come to my door with what I need? And so that's called living by faith. You cannot see everything, but you have to trust God for everything. 
Amen. You have to trust him. So when you keep the word of God before your eyes, keep it in your ears. That will cause you to start to actively speak the word. You know, my father is good. I'm sure she started learning how to speak the word. Father, thank you for my diapers. Thank you for clothes. I mean, people would just send goo gobs of clothes, you know. And they always gave them the right size that they needed because God knows what size her kids are. And so you have to move from faith to faith. In the beginning, I'm sure she was concerned. Her husband wasn't working and they, they would get cash in the mail. They never missed a house payment. They wind up putting that house on the market and buying a new house that was much bigger. And so you have to live by faith. If you are justified, if you are redeemed, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews 11. I mean, you just have to step up and stop being scared. And say, devil, I'm, I come against you and you are. See, whenever the devil has activity in your life, he's trespassing. He that You don't belong to him. You belong to God. Amen. That's just like you go to pick up your kid from school and he jumps in the car with another family. Amen. Well, that didn't go over real well, but couldn't think of anything else. But, you know, you don't want anybody else. You know, ruling and reigning over your kid. So you first thing you tell them, get out of that car. Come over here. Get in the car with me. Amen. And so you, you cannot allow the devil to run you. You know, you have to, you just have to obey what God is telling you to obey. Amen. Okay, so he, Hebrews 11.1, one, it says, now faith. We're not talking about that faith that says somewhere in the sweet by and by that religious faith i used to think it was okay because that's all i ever heard someday some way somehow you know but the bible says now faith now faith because faith is now faith ain't somewhere in the by and by it says now faith is the subject the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So how do you know God is going to bless you because of the evidence, your evidence? What's your evidence? You can't see it. He spoke it. He said it. You don't see it, but you're waiting for it. What's your evidence? Your evidence is your faith that you have and what you can't see. Are y'all here? That's your evidence. Amen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of what's not seen. That's your evidence is your faith in the unseen. Amen. Amen. So we're increasing the substance of faith. When you increase your faith, you're increasing your substance. What's the substance? What you can't see. You're increasing what you can't see. Don't worry about what you can't see. Do you know it's there? Amen. The evidence of things not seen. So you're increasing the substance. 
What substance? The substance of things hoped for. You're increasing the substance of what you're hoping for. But because you don't have it yet, you, you, God's already done it, but, he, but you're increasing what you're waiting for. You're increasing what you hope for. But God's already done it. Are, are y'all there? Let's go to Second Corinthians 5. And we're going to come back to Romans, but Second Corinthians 5. Just want to read one thing. Hallelujah. If you're if you if you are let me see. If you're increasing the substance and what's the substance of what you're hoping for, if you're increasing that. Then Second Corinthians two, wait a minute, Second Corinthians five seven. Sorry about that. Five seven says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. So if you don't walk by sight, what does it matter to you if the if the evidence is seen or not? Did y'all catch that? Why does it matter if you can't see it? If you walk in by faith and not by sight. See, these are questions we need to ask ourselves. If, if your, your blessing is in the unseen realm and God's done it already, what difference does it make to you whether you see it or not? Because it just read right here in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says we walk by faith, not by sight. So if you don't walk by sight, what difference does it make? Y'all got that? What difference does it make? Amen. Verse 8 says, we are confident. Yes, well pleased. Rather, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That has nothing to do too much with it. But you need to be confident in what you're seeing. Well, how can I be confident in seeing nothing? Because you know it's there by faith. Quiet in this Presbyterian church. You know it's there by faith, you know. By faith we know and receive. Does that make sense? You know because God's already told you. It's there. So by faith we believe. Amen? By faith we know. Because now faith is the substance of things that you hope for. We walk by faith and not by sight, so you can't see it. Amen. But you know it's there. How do you know it's there? Because God said it is, and you're going to stay in the word every day until you build your faith up to the place where you believe everything that he tells you. And you believe it without seeing. Amen. You believe it. Because you know it's there by faith because God has already shown it to you in the, in the supernatural realm. So we walk by faith, not by sight. So in other words, we walk by what we know, not, not by what you see. When are you going to start trusting God that it's there? It's like this. If you're blind and somebody's leading you around, you've got to trust them. Do you see anything? No. Are y'all here? 
But do you have to trust them? Yeah, because what else you going to trust? You can't see. They're your eyes. And they're your ears. And so you have to start trusting the Holy Spirit, trusting God that your miracle is there. Are y'all getting this? <laughs> because we walk by faith. We don't walk by what we see. We don't walk by sight. We don't walk by what we know is there already. We walk by what you can't see and you can't feel it. And so, well, what's my answer? you got to condition your mind and your heart to believe what God has already said. You have to condition your mind and your heart to believe what God has already done. Seeing into the invisible realm, you just know it's there because it has to be there because God's not a liar. Amen. If, if we could get... If we could get ourselves to this point, I'm telling you, you can have whatsoever you want. Name it, and it's not a name it and claim it. That's, that was a gimmick back in the 70s. Because they named it and it never came. Amen. You know, you can have whatsoever you say. Well, that's true, but you still got it. It's got to be backed up by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we have to start trusting God. There's no other way to get your needs met. Amen. Abraham was living on the promises of God. He was living by faith. And he said, the Bible says he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. So you can't allow the promises of God and what you cannot see, you can't allow that to make you stop and halter. And think, don't do it. When you catch yourself doing that, you you cut it off. And you talk to yourself and let yourself know that you are not going to do this again. Because this is what stopped the blessing from flowing flowing into you before. So you are not going to do it. You're going to stop it. And you're going to take the true faith route. Amen. No matter how much that costs you, it's going to cost you your carnal mind. It's amen. It's going to cost you your carnal thinking. It's going to cost you something. Everything you get from God is going to cost you something. And the Bible says that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So what you need with your carnal mind is fruitful. Is that that word? Fruitful. It's full of brutality. Whatever. It's mindless, it's senseless, it makes no sense because your carnal mind will have you buzzing. So when you catch yourself trying to figure this thing out, make yourself stop thinking like that and get back into your word until you get your carnal mind disciplined. I hope you understand what I'm saying. You understand, but I hope you come out of one place into another place. So Abraham was living on the promises of God. And he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. He got rid of that unbelief. He didn't believe the word. He didn't believe the promises of God. That's why he had Ishmael. Well, that was in the Bible. And he, he, he knew God better than me. No, he didn't. In fact, it was harder because he was 100 years old. We're not. Nowadays, with medication and all of this science and everything, people are having kids, what, 50 and more. 
where they couldn't do it before. So they really pulled one off, him and Sarah. But it had to be faith because when Sarah heard about what he said, she laughed. Amen. And so you have to, to condition your mind to think what God has said. You got to line your thinking up with what God has said. You just have to. That's the only way you're going to live by faith. And you can wait and wait and wait. But if you don't start living by faith and trusting that word that God has already given you, that it will happen, you have to trust in that. Amen. Romans, back to Romans 4. Did we read 2 Corinthians? Okay. Romans 4. Verse 19. And it says here. Oh, verse 19. It says, And not being weak in faith, this is Abraham, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred. He considered not. He considered not. Considered, what does that mean? He considered nothing around him. He didn't even consider the age of his body. He considered not how old he was. We got to consider not. Things might not add up in the natural, but in the spirit realm, you're doing fine. Amen. If you have to look at Holly Berry as an example, you better start looking at her because 50, 50 have kids. You got you to gotta do something. Whatever it takes to get on board. With the promises of God, I would be doing whatever. Amen. Uh, this couple wants to have a kid, and and Sheree told them, "Well, have you been setting up the uh, setting of the the place for your baby?" And they, she looked at her like she was crazy. And if I'm not mistaken, she was given that the last that instruction. See, people don't do what they're supposed to do. Because it don't make sense to the carnal mind. This stuff don't make sense. Stop trying to figure that out. Just do what God says. Do what the word of God says. Amen. Start Because we know a couple women that start setting that third place. And she said something about she did that. And she said, well, go deeper in your faith. Go buy a high chair. going to cost you more faith. And if you did that already, go buy a baby bed. Go go get the room ready and fill it full of furniture. You got it's, it's gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you your carnal thinking. And it's sad because that's all that the word of God costs you. That's all that it's gonna cost you is your carnal mind. And the carnal mind is dead. It doesn't help you not one bit. So that's all God wants. Well, why didn't he, why he didn't do it this already? Because you haven't stopped looking in the natural at how this thing is going to work. You stay out of there for a little while, maybe two days, and you're right back in there. <laughs> it took me years to stop looking in the natural. Years. And when I look back, I'm like, what the heck was I looking at? It's, it's having a confused mind. You gotta have a made up mind. You gotta have that ruthless faith, faith that that woman had 
uh, that widow had. Which one? Which one was that? The one with the sick daughter? No. She had that sick daughter. Was that the South Fire? She wouldn't take no. No, I'm talking about the one that went to went to uh, went to the judge, the unjust, you know, the, the king. What was her name? Whatever. Remember, she kept bugging him, and he said, "Because you bugged me. <laughs> because you keep bugging me, I'm gonna give you what you want." Because these people, it was uh, she had enemies that kept harassing her because she had no husband to take up for her, and, and and he said, "Because you keep you worry me, because he said I'm not scared of your God. You don't move me. I ain't scared of you now. I'm not scared of your God, but because you won't leave me alone, because she would not take no for an answer. See, when, when God has spoken something, you fight for it. Because the devil, all that was was the devil trying to get in her way to tell her you can't have it. And she started fighting back. Yes, I can have it. I'll go to the, I'll go to the king myself. And I'll present my plan to the king because God has already said I can have it. And we got to come and see this. Is, you know what that is? That's part of going from Faith to faith. Increasing her faith. She she went home and she got with God. She got in the presence of God. And she knew. It's good when you know that you know that you know. Because the devil can't take it when you know. He's been taking too much. Amen. And the reason, you know the reason why I know he has to stop? Because he's trespassing. Amen. If you belong to God, he's trespassing. He don't have a right to be in your life. I don't care how much you don't go to church and you didn't do this and you didn't do that. doesn't matter. Where's your heart? Is your heart with God? Have you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you love him with all your heart? Well, then you deserve the best because you're redeemed. The redeemed. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The devil is trespassing, and he's taking advantage of you. But guess who's not going to stop him? Nobody. you got to stop him. Why? Well, that's a mean God. No, he's giving you the next of your enemies. He's giving you the power to dominate and to bind and to lose. He's giving you all authority to govern your space. Amen. But at some point, you got to start fighting back. And this is not a natural fight. Some things you have to do in the natural because faith has a corresponding action. You know, uh, faith without works is dead. So you have to do some type of works, but you have to wait and allow God to show you what to do. Just like maybe he'll say, go to that credit union a fifth time. Like Like the fisherman. We've been out toiling all night. And he said, go back. And he might tell you, go back again and get, get what is that? <laughs> Somebody, anybody? You know, take go back to the credit union and get approved. Because there's somebody there that will approve you. Because he said, go back. Amen. The, the fishermen had toiled all night. And they knew that 
that the sea where they were fishing. They weren't chumps. They knew what they were doing. But he said, go back out there. And he says, oh, master, we've been out all night, but nevertheless. It's like I'm just going because you said it because I know we're not going to catch nothing. We need to be more like that. I ain't going. I'm going to bed. Because my husband want me. You know, when when we want to say no to people, we throw the husband. And they do that, too. Well, well, my little wifey, you know, she'll get mad, you know. But God don't care. He wants you to follow instructions. And so when he, the fishermen, went back out, the Bible says they got ready for a haul. That's how it's done. It's, it's like this, going against what your brain is telling you. Follow some instructions, for goodness sake. Amen. If you, let me tell you how God is. If you get so silly and stuck up and in pride, you don't listen, he'll tell a, have a whole bunch of people that probably don't even know each other. They might be telling you the same thing. That's because you got a knucklehead, and you're going to start hearing it all the time. Go do that. Amen? Hallelujah. And he loves us that much that he'll keep on talking to the knucklehead until you get it, until you move out in faith. But when we increase our faith, we're moving from glory to glory. We're trusting in God a little bit here, a little bit more, a little bit more. But faith comes by hearing. That's the only way it's going to come. It's not going to fall in your lap. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it's just you live by faith. So if you justify, if you're born again, you justify, you got to live by faith. It's a mandate. It's not something that you can or cannot do. This is a, a direct mandate from God. You don't get a choice to, to walk by faith. When you don't walk by faith, it's because you don't know, you've never heard of it. Amen? Because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. But when you get in the right place, you know, and your ears start to hear the instructions of the Lord. But it's required by God that you walk by faith if you're born again amen the, the world get it the world's way but you notice people in the in the body of christ is trying to go and do it the world's way you know well, i'm just going and date and i want somebody to uh, wine and dine me and all of this crazy stuff it's just nutty and so we, we go to the world because we haven't figured out how to follow instructions. And what we say is it don't work. It worked. You haven't done what God told you to do yet. You haven't given God your time. It's something. Anybody here know what I'm saying? It's something that we haven't done yet that God is requiring of us. Maybe it's more time with him. Sitting in his presence. Sometimes I'm just going by me. Sometimes God just tell me to shut stuff down and don't be bothered with people and just sit and be quiet. And then when I do that, then here he comes telling me some revelation that I was missing all week because I didn't shut everything down in the HGTV too. Amen. And so we have to start 
putting God first. Why? This, this is just the season that we're in. We're just in the season. Putting him first. Because God is doing some miraculous things. He's healing people. When you need a healing, you don't go by how you feel. You go by what you know. Well, what do I know? I don't know. But I know, I know Jesus healed them all. Amen. By Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Well, why am I sick? Well, get up. Get up and act, and do what healed people do. Amen. If you're in the hospital and you're really sick, then you get somebody to bring you a recorder. You get in that word. See, because the Bible says that the word of God is medicine to your body. And take it like you take medicine three times a day. Get in that word. But we can't get people to do that. Because they don't believe that the word is going to heal them. And, and you will get on away from here too. They're more, the, see what happens, the, what the doctor says seems more real because you're feeling it than what the Word of God is saying. But a good thing to do is to start on these things when they are small things. When you got an ache and didn't know what it was about or a pain, start coming against that and annihilate that thing before it takes a hold of you. Not saying that you can't get a healing after that happens. You can. But it's just easier. Are y'all here? Amen. But if you get sick, you don't allow anybody coming in your room. And don't be letting your, your relatives, if they don't pray in the spirit and think like you think, don't even tell them you're sick. I begged this one woman, remember? I begged her. I said, do not tell your kids you are sick. Please. And she told him anyway, she's no longer with us. But that was one reason why, because they talked negative, they were cussing, doing drugs around her, brought that bad element in around her, and it took her out like that. I don't know, people are always trying to do whatever, what makes sense. Well, no, you know, I want to tell them. And they talk to you like you dirt. I wouldn't tell them nothing. But she told them but didn't want the Christian people, her church, to know she was sick. I don't want them I don't want them knowing. It's just crazy. But when the devil gets you on a roll, he got you. Maybe ten out of twenty of them people might pray for you. But we know crack don't allow people to pray. I don't get it. Amen. They can't. Did I read Raymond, um, Romans 4, 419? I think I read that. Let's do uh, 20. It says, And he, talking about Abraham, did not waver or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Okay, now let's just dissect this just a little bit. Let's go back to 19. And it says, and not being weak in faith. So we know right now you can't be weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. So Abraham had to consider not that he was a hundred years old and his body was crickety and old and wasn't working. He had to bypass that with his mind. Okay? 
So it says, his own, um, consider not his own body already dead. Amen. Amen. So dead things do resurrect. God can resurrect dead things. Amen. Because Isaac was real. And so was Ishmael. So God did something. Amen. And so what did he do? Well, let me finish reading it. It says, he considered not his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. And it says in 20, and he did not waver or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. Now, how did he get Ishmael and, and Isaac? Well, Isaac. How did he get him? I just read it. Yeah, it says he did not waver at the promises. Isaac was the promise, right? Through unbelief. So he didn't get him through unbelief. It says, but was strengthened in faith. So simple. He strengthened his faith. And that's what we're talking about, increasing your faith. And so it says he strengthened his he strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Praise you, God. I thank you for my baby, God. I thank you for my husband. See, pride, pride will stop you from getting what you need every time. Walk around your house and thank God. Oh, Father, I thank you for my baby. I thank you. Well, husband first. Oh, God, I thank you for my husband. Thank you for my kid. I thank you for my new house. I thank you for my new car. I thank you, Father. And if somebody give me a house that's 100 years old, I'm going to take that on my way up the ladder. That's where a lot of people get confused. Amen. You can't let the devil, see the devil, he'll do, any, look, he'll do anything to keep you from the promise, even little things like that. Amen. He'll show you the wrong husband. Well, you know, that's just what I like. Yeah, really. You need to like whatever God wants. <laughs> Amen. So, number one, stagger not. Don't let, don't think that what God has you standing for is too hard to attain. That's staggering. Amen. Stagger not at the promises of God through unbelief. When people halt between two opinions or they get sluggish to stop, it's because they don't believe it looks too hard. You know, you're not looking at how hard it is. You're looking at what God has already promised. Faith is now. It's already done. All you're trying to figure out is how to get it into your presence because it's done. I think if we think more like that, it's already done. All you need to do is find out which door, which key unlocks the door. It's as simple as that. It really is. All you, it's already done. All you're doing is trying to figure out on this on the keychain. Is it this key? No. Go back and read my words some more. Is it this key? No. Go back and read my words some more. Is it this key? No. 
you know, go get back in the presence of God. Because I'm telling you, one of them keys is going to unlock that door. I'm telling you. Praise God. But you still can't give up. And you can't pull this depression thing and this... That's playing right into the enemy's hands because he's sitting up laughing. And we all done invested in that waste of years. We ain't doing that no more. We're not doing it no more. You know why? It's a new day. It's a new paradigm. This is a new way of thinking, new way of living. This is a new thing. Amen. Old things are passed away. Behold, God is doing a new thing. <laughs> He's doing a new thing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How much is that book? <laughs> Whatever it is. What is it? Yeah, buy the book. <laughs> I know most of you have it. But I'm telling you, he's doing something new. He is not doing the same thing the same way. Stop looking at the old way. God, what is it? How are you? What do you want me to do? And I'm telling you, the only thing he wants you to do is increase your faith. Just like Abraham. That's why, how he had a baby at 100 years old. That's how it was done. He did it by obeying the God, increasing his faith. Let me read it one more time. Verse 20. He did not waver or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So he did two things. He strengthened his faith by reading the word, because faith comes by hearing. So he strengthened his faith, and he gave glory to God. I'm telling you, if you do this, if you do what the Bible tells you to do, you will get victory. Amen? Because it's not like you got to create this thing. It's already done. We living in the season where God said, I done done it already. All we need to do is fall in line. Amen. Fall in line. Well, if you, I did that, keep doing it. Because consistency will get you everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Consist, being consistent will get you what you need. Hallelujah. Faith calls these things that are not seen because faith is now. So any, in other words, faith calls these things that be not as though it is already. Why? Because it already is. God has already put your blessing in motion already. He's already healed you already. He's already blessing you already. Well, I don't have it. Well, I'm trying to tell you how to get it. Faith comes by hearing. And Abraham conceived because he did not stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. Amen. He didn't let what wasn't there in front of him, he didn't let that hinder his faith because he knew that it was done in the unseen realm. Amen. It was already done. He gave glory to God and he increased his faith. Hallelujah. See, it's, it's, sometimes it's like this. God don't give you something until he wants you at a certain place. Because not only do you have to get it in, uh, and get it to show up in the natural realm, you got to keep it. i just let you think about it. 
Let me just read verse. I, I just want to keep reading. It says, verse 21, and being fully convinced or fully persuaded that what he had promised, he meaning God, what he had promised, he was also able to perform. If God already promised it, he can perform it. You're not dealing with an amateur here. You're dealing with a God that says, let there be, and it was. He knows what he's doing. He's a creative God. And when he says, let there be, that let is creative. The creative let of the word. And it creates whatever you need. Whatever you need, God can create it. You need a house, he can create it. You need a car, he can create it. You need a husband, he can create it. You need a kid, he can create it. I'm telling you, this is how it's done. It's done purely by faith. Believe in God. Believe in, it's just like, don't be a doubting Thomas. Thomas didn't believe until he saw, well, let me poke you, you in the side. Let me see your hands. I need to see the nail holes. That ain't faith. Anybody can believe once when they see. But he wants you to believe it before it manifests. That's why it's not here. It ain't because it ain't coming. It ain't because you can't have it. It's because you got to believe before you see it. Doesn't that make sense? See, it's the opposite of how we do things. But then God does things the way he wants to do them to confound the wisdom of the wise. Because it's like this. Let no man take credit for what I'm doing. And so he will allow it to manifest when you believe it before you see it. Amen. That's just how it's done. That's, that's just how. Now, some things you can look back and say, well, that's not true because I got blessed with such and such and such and such, and I didn't even know it was coming. That's true. But that's, that wasn't the biggie. <laughs> you know, that wasn't the big thing that you've been keeping before the Lord that you want to give up on because you don't see it. You're not going to see it before you start believing. When you start believing it, and because you increase your faith, when you start believing it, that's when it'll come. And you need to put your foot down and tell the devil, you are not going to steal any more from me. I'm done. Amen. You are not going to take nothing else from me. You got to make, you got to take a stand. Amen. Hit the beaches, church. Amen. Start fighting back. Amen. Hallelujah. So we did, uh, let's see, 23. I need to go to verse 23. So let's see. uh, 22 says, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Why? What what was accounted? Because he he was fully persuaded. Amen. That what he was promised, God could also perform it. Amen. So his, his faith was strong enough. That it, it got God's attention. Amen. Amen. Verse 23 says, Now it was not written for his sake, this is important, his sake alone, but, let's see, that it was imputed to him, but also for us. A lot of people say this. Now listen, this is what people think. Some people think because that was Abraham's promise. He was promised to be the, uh, uh, 
father many nations. That was his promise. Well, what's our promise? Well, it just told us. Let's read it again. (laughs) Let's read it again. Verse 22, it says, And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. It says in 23, Now it was not written for his sake alone. Or in other words, it ain't it wasn't for him all by himself. It says that it was imputed to him, but also for us. Verse twenty four. You need to put a circle around that. It shall be imputed to us who believe. You gotta believe it. Those who believe in him. Who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Amen. Who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. So in other words, Jesus went to that cross and took care of it so that we can enjoy the same blessing that Abraham is. So it's it's for us too. Because of Jesus... It's for us too, and Abraham is our father also. And it was, we, we've been adopted. Sons, we are sons. We're the bride. And so because of that, Jesus adopted us. We get the same Abrahamic blessing that he did. So we're not left out. Amen. You know how it talks about for Israel. You know, I'm going to do this like Amos 9.13. You know, I'll restore the ruined cities and they'll drink fresh wine and, and, you know, eat fresh vegetables. And he addresses Israel. But we are, are, we're engrafted in uh, through Judah, being from the tribe of Judah. In other words, Jesus grafted us in because of what he did at Calvary. So it's for us too. Amen. So in the same way, whatever Abraham gets, we get. So the devil will try to, see the devil will try that on people. You, you ain't going to get that. Because he talking to Abraham. He talking to one old man and one old lady about having a kid. But that, that blessing is for us too. And, and so, so what blessing? It, the impossible because that was the impossible thing. So the impossible is for me and you. Amen. Hallelujah. So if it's impossible, is it supposed to look right? No, it's supposed to look impossible. Because that was impossible for them to have Isaac. That was impossible. So, because Sarah was 90 and he was 100. So what that shows us is that no matter how it looks in the natural, no matter how impossible it seems, God has already done it. And if you don't, if you don't get this, you won't, you won't get it. And even if you have a hard time, under, not under, because we all understand it, but if you have a hard time believing it, you got to talk to God. God, I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it, and I thank you for it because you you already done it. You are God that cannot fail. The, it said that Abraham 
was pers- fully persuaded that the God that promised could also, well, yeah. So he was convinced. You got to convince yourself. Now, religion is say, but well, that's not faith. Yes, it is. Because the ends justify the means. <laughs> Once you get there, God don't care how you got there. As long as you get there from faith to faith. Amen. So God wants you to get this and get it this season. Get your blessing. Amen. Because it's time. It is time. And I know it's time. Amen. Prepare for it. There's another thing. Prepare. Because Sarah laughed at this at first. And then she started thinking about it. She started preparing. Well, what, what if I could really have a baby? Yes, so somewhere in her mind she prepared for it. It's just like the woman with the issue. She, it says she said within herself after going to the doctors for 12 years, that's a long time to go to the hospital. But it, it, she said when her money ran out, God just put her in a position where she had to use her faith. And then she said, she, it, the Bible says she said within herself. So she made up, she did some soul searching. And she made up in her mind and in her heart, I'm going to get this and I'm, I'm tired of playing this game with, the, with this natural realm. These doctors, I'm going for God. And if he is instructing me, he can do this. And she already knew he was going to do it. And she just heard about Jesus. And the Bible says he went around doing good and he healed people. She only heard about him. And she knew something within her said, if I can just get there. You ever been like that? Where you said, if I can just go to this place, I know I'll get an answer. And she knew that that was her answer. She just knew it because you know why? She didn't have nothing else. She didn't have nothing else. She was in a box. And she didn't have anything else. And so she wanted to, and so she wanted an answer. And that's why she got it. Because she said within herself, I got to get this. I got to get this. So just like Abraham in Romans 4, 20 and 21, you need to write that down. It says he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. He didn't go back and forth anymore. He did in the beginning because he had an illegitimate child with the maid. So he messed up in the worst way. So this shouldn't make anybody feel some sort of way. Ain't that the way they say it? (laughs) So it says here, through unbelief, but strengthen, and he strengthened his faith. That's all you got to do. Strengthen your faith and give glory to God. And being fully persuaded, that's how he got fully persuaded. So what's going to fully persuade you? Strengthening your faith. How do you do it? By hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And once you you get your mind straight and get all that carnality out of there, you'll start being on one accord with God. And you'll be just like Abraham, the, the man that promised, I believe, he can fully perform it. And that's, that's what changes. That's what gives us the change. Hallelujah. God told Abraham to call on things that be not as though they were. Quit talking like it's 
not happening. It's already happened. And that's where you're going to lose your friends. You need to quit talking to them anyway. Call on things that be not. Call on your, call your husband. Call your kid. Call on things that be not, as they mean be not in the natural. Call on things that be not in the natural as though it is. Call it. So that means you got to speak it forth. Not only do you have to work on your faith and increase your faith by hearing the word, you got to talk. You at, we're at home by ourselves enough to call things. Call it when you're in the bathroom. Amen. Call it when, you have, when you're in your car. You have enough privacy to call on things that be not. Call on things that be not as though it was. Faith calls things that are not seen. Because faith is now. Faith calls things that's not seen. That's just what faith does. It calls things that's not seen. Because faith is now. And it exists because God said it does. He's not a liar. And he backs his, whatever he says, he backs it up with an oath and a promise. And and he, (laughs) he put himself in that position to be betted against because there was none higher than him. So he bet against his own self that before he not perform on everything that he said, he would self-destruct. He are, he's already done it. So he, he's closing up every excuse that we can manufacture that tells us it ain't going to happen. Well, he's saying it already did. Because it's backed up with an oath and a promise. And he cannot lie. He cannot lie. It's all in what you believe. Amen. Let's see, are we done? Did I get to verse 25? It says in 24, but also for us, um, it, it shall be imputed to us who believe. I read that. So it's not just for Abraham, it's for us. In him who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who has delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. And so, in other words, it's all, he's done it all. It's already packaged. Look, the gift or the blessing is wrapped, packaged, and has a bow on it. Are y'all here? All you need to do is believe it. Amen. Work your faith. And don't be picky. Take whatever it is that comes. If God bring it, take that. And he'll, he'll, God start you off. See, he knows more about us than we know about ourselves. Take what he has for you. And then better comes. Amen. Whatever it is. Whether it's used, brand new, take what he has for you. Amen. All we have to do is increase our faith. And what else did Abraham do? Increased his faith and give, amen, giving glory to God. So you see, his faith wasn't at a place where he could receive that blessing in the beginning. But he worked on it. And if he can do it, we can do it. 
It was imputed to him as righteousness, and it's imputed to us because the blessing is for us too. Amen. We have the same spirit of faith. Faith is a spirit. And we have the same spirit of faith that God has. Amen. Well, how do I know? Because his spirit is in us. Amen. So if you got God's spirit in you, and you already, it's already done because God already did it. And you already got the blessing of Abraham working for you because of what Jesus did at Calvary. Then there's no losing. Only winning. And the only thing the devil can do is trick you into thinking that it ain't real. Because you can't see it. Well, I need to see is his, the holes in his hand. Okay. But it would be so much sweeter if you believe before you see it. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 4.13 says, We have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. Let me read that. Let me, Second Corinthians 4. It says, We believe, therefore we speak. Now, when you start believing something like Abraham increased his faith and gave glory to God, he starts saying it. Second Corinthians 4, verse 13. It says, And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you for all, let's see, with you. For all things are for your sake, that grace, have, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound in the glory of God. Amen. In other words, there is a limit to how much um, persecution God will allow us to go through. I mean, there's a limit to all this stuff. Y'all understand? It's like this stuff got to end. God is not so cruel. He'll let it go on and on until you just like. There's a limit. But we, at least we need to climb up and give it a shot and and obey him and see what happens. Amen? Amen. Because there is a limit that God puts on these things. Amen? Because for everything, there's a time and a season. Don't forget about that. I mean, we got a lot going for us. Amen? For everything, there's a time and a season. So you don't want to miss your season. God's not going to let us miss our season. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's go to Second Peter 1. Second Peter 1. Verse 3. Now we've been given great and precious promises. That by these promises we might be partakers of his divine nature. Also all things pertaining to life and godliness. So it's like this. God's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. All right. So if that's true, he's given you every mechanism you need to win this. He's given us every avenue. He's opened every avenue to help us get the promises. Amen. 
he also says that the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. So God's already put a stamp of approval on your blessing. He's already said yes. I heard somebody the other day was saying, God told me no. I said, he tell you no. I said, he told you yes, honey. I said, the devil told you no. Well, he didn't tell you no. Told you yes. It's just too much. People just get, you know, frustrated because they refuse to believe that the instructions that's put forth before them is going to work. Still gambling in the natural. Well, I'm just going to put $2 on it. I've been spending these dollars on these scratch-offs, and I haven't won it yet. So I'm going to start spending $2, still gambling. Are y'all here? Amen. We've been given, okay, 2 Corinthians 1, I'm sorry, 2 Peter 1, 3. Where am I at? Hmm. Okay, it says, let's do number two. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It says, as his divine power, and that word, that's also his talking about his virtue, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue or excellence. Amen. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. Y'all got that? In other words, we're holy without blemish before God. We're partakers of the excellency that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But in verse 5 it says, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge. Amen. That word virtue can mean strength too. It means excellency, goodness, and all of those things. So it's like this. In the kingdom, you're always adding to, adding to, adding to. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God wants you to, in other words, by this divine power in nature, step out in faith and trust what he's already told you. Amen. Step out and trust what he has already told you is already given to you. Step out and trust. Because we've been given these great and pre- what is it, precious divine yeah promises and how do you get these well you've been given these things through righteousness according to his divine power amen he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him amen that he's called us to through to glory and virtue and that word virtue means goodness righteousness Integrity, purity, 
but he's been giving us some promises. So we are partakers of the promises of Abraham. It's just this scripture is backing up what we read in, where was that, Romans 4. He's backing up the thing because people will, okay, people will follow this down and say, see, those promises, they're not for us. They're for Abraham. But the Bible turns around and tells us he's given us all things, all things pertaining to, to life and godliness, even the great and precious promises that Abraham was given. That's what this is saying. And so God in his goodness is trying to convince us like Abraham, it says he was convinced. God is trying to convince us that these promises are for us, that it's going to work. Sometimes it's not, it's not, you may not think it's going to work in the natural. That's what you get for thinking. Amen. Get your mind renewed in the word of God so that. It's like this. Whatever God has for me, I want because I know it's going to work for me. I know it's going to work for me. So whatever he wants me to have, I'm going to receive it with gladness because his plan is better than mine. So he's already said that, you know, he's given us all these great and precious promises. And he wants us to receive them by faith. So we have to increase our faith. Just like Abraham and Sarah did, increased their faith until it was accounted to them as righteousness and they received the promise. Amen. So we are partakers, just like Abraham, through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. It's just like you're a partaker of your parents' nature through DNA. Okay, let's, let's just say this. We are partakers of Jesus in God because we have their DNA because we're sons amen just like we have your parents our parents DNA and so that lets you know that you really and truly belong to God I don't care how much you feel like you're not because you did something wrong you still if you're born again you have his DNA and the great and precious promises belong to you Amen. Well, you know, he didn't say it was for me, it's for you. Amen. Amen. Biologically and chemically, we have our parents' DNA. And by the same token, we have God's DNA because he knew us before we were e- before we were even in our mother's womb. He created us in his image. So really, I'm thinking they, he just used our parents to get us here. I mean, well, we belong to him. They were our caretakers. Amen. When we have children, we're caretakers, but they belong to God. That's why sometimes in some religions, you'll see them offer the child back up to him. Because they're saying publicly, I know that this child belongs to God. Amen. That didn't go over well, but anyway. Anywho. So your DNA, amen, is proof of who you are. Who are you? You belong to God. Amen. (laughs) So we are partakers 
of God's divine nature. In other words, it's like this. This is how I'm looking at it. We're partakers of God's divine nature because of who we are in him, because we have his DNA. Stop trying to be like the world. We have nothing in common with the world. That just goes to show you. This scripture proves, which scripture is it? That we have nothing, Second Peter 1, 3 through 4, that proves that we have nothing in common with the world. Amen. Everything in common with God. Amen. He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Why? Because we belong to him. When you have a kid, you want to give them everything because they belong to you. Amen. And by the same token, that's what he's done for us. Faith is a law. Amen. It's spirit, but it's law also. And it always works. It's faith is law because it never fails. Faith never fails. It works by love and it and it works. So faith is a law, but it's also a spirit. Amen. Faith is also a spirit because we've been given the spirit of what was that? We read that before. Uh <laughs> the spirit of faith. Amen. See, she was paying attention. Because we have the spirit of faith that's been given us. So in other words, I'm looking at it like this. One way or another, this faith thing will work. Because it's spirit and it's law. When you walk in love, there is no law against walking in love. Because it fulfills the law. So there's no law against it. Same thing with faith. Faith is a law. And there's, and you cannot exit out saying it don't work. Because it works. Amen. Because God has, Jesus fulfilled. He, it's because of him that faith was fulfilled and given to us. What well, It always go back to Calvary. And what you want to receive from it. In other words, this, I'm summing this up. God is trying to convince us that this thing called faith is going not, will not fail you. Faith will see you through. All we need to do is increase our faith like Abraham. And you'll see the return. Amen. Trusting him. You know, doing whatever it is that God has us to do. But faith is the law. And it always works. And nobody can keep the law, and I just want to clear this up, but nobody can keep the law anyway, so nobody could boast. In other words, God didn't allow the law to work because he didn't want any man to boast because God wants credit for everything that he does. He set up this system or whatever it is, He set it up. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. That's what it is. He's the author and finisher of our faith, and this works. Nothing else will work, but this will work. Amen? So you have to receive the word of God with gladness. Increase. I'm not finished, but I'm going to stop. We we need to um, do like the, the word of God said. What Abraham did, because we have the same blessing 
on us that he had. So we got to get it the same way. And he um, gave glory to God. And what was the other thing? (laughs) Yeah. He was fully persuaded. He staggered not at the promises of faith. So in other words, this is another way you can look at stagger not. He didn't question it anymore. He, yeah, he just received it because he knew that the God that he was trusting could not fail. He, he increased his faith by staying. Faith comes by hearing. And then he started learning something about the God that instituted these promises. And he knew that he could not fail. I'm telling you, so next week we're going to be giving our victory. We should see some changes. Amen. Because God is, is and you just just trust him. He's, you know, it, I used to hear back, because you know I come out of a very religious uh, church. And they used to say, that's not faith when you, you, that's mind control when you convince yourself. But since I've been in the, you know, in the prophetic move, whatever this is, it says that Abraham convinced himself, fully persuaded himself that what God said he could do, he could do it. Nothing wrong with, see how the devil do you? And if you don't come out of that religion, it'll have you messed up. That old stuff that you learn, you know, you got to let that go. He was fully persuaded that what God said he could do, he could fully perform it. He gave his, his uh, you know, his summation on what he thought. And he said, God can do it. After he buckled down and got in the presence of God, increased his faith, and convinced himself, he said, he can do this. He went from having a baby with the chambermaid to God can do this. And I am fully persuaded. So all we need to do is work on our faith. Because what God says, we, he's already ordained it. It's already done. All we're trying to do. We're not trying to create anything. It's, it's done. We're trying to get it out of the invisible realm into the natural realm. Amen. All right. Who wants to talk? <laughs> praise God. Father, we thank and praise you. And we love you.